you know, when everybody wants to improve their habits and everything, but I would say before you come out with this grand scheme of what you're going to do, your, you know, 60 day plan to change this habit or whatever, take some time to actually, you know, sit down, identify your habits, and then take some time to actually think about why. Welcome back to another episode of the IC Pixels podcast. This is David. And this is Anthony. And we want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Happy, yeah, Thanksgiving's the only holiday around now. So it seems like a long time since we've recorded. Uh, the last time we recorded was, it seems like it was around Halloween. So yeah, yeah we're like on a <laughs> once a month podcast schedule. So There's we apologize for that. Hard living going on, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot going on so but we're back um and this week we're going to talk about well, yeah this week uh we're gonna talk about habits yeah. and forming habits and breaking habits and things about habits so uh a couple episodes ago i know we were talking about starting new jobs you had mentioned that um your new employer basically wanted you to read a book about habits so my have you finished it Yes, I finally finished it. They gave us two weeks to finish it, and um, I finished it about a, about a week ago. <laughs> um, I'm almost almost been there three months, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but yeah, they they wanted us to finish it in the first two weeks, but yeah, it didn't happen quite. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but I've learned how to form habits now. So I have I the same book. Uh, <laughs> I when we talked about it last time, I picked it up. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna read this." I put it in my car. I'm not sure why I did that. Cause well, okay, at the time, sometimes for lunch, I would just go sit in my car, and you know, mess around on my phone or whatever. So I was like, "Well, I'll, when I go to lunch, I can sit in my car and read this book." I read a couple pages in the beginning, like when I first started out. But since then, it's basically been sitting in my passenger seat, collecting dust. And today I was actually cleaning out my car and checking on some other problems with my car. And uh, I saw the book again and it reminded me of it, but I haven't actually read any of it. So uh, this may be a little (laughs) bit of a one-sided conversation, but uh, let's talk about what you learned or whatever, how the book applies to your life. Well, I mean, like we said, the book is called The Power of Habits by Charles Duhigg. Um, So the power habit, why we do what we do in life and in business, in business. Um, so it starts out, um, talking about a, I'm, <laughs> we're going to go chapter by chapter. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Just really dig in. Um, no, it starts out talking about somebody who lost memory and how they had, I think it was, they had some kind of bacteria or something that grew in their brain and it made them lose their memory. Um, or parts of their memory, and I mean they were still kind of the same person, but they couldn't remember things after a certain year, basically. Hmm. And every you know every few moments, it was like they'd eat breakfast multiple times a day, things like that, and because um, they would forget that they ate breakfast already, so just get up and eat breakfast, make breakfast again, and stuff like that. Forget you know um, things like that. And what they were talking about is how even though you miss, you maybe. Um, lose part of your short-term memory or not be able to hold on to any kind of memory after a certain period of time. Um, your brain is still able to follow um, the form habits, mm-hmm. even if you're not aware, consciously aware of your brain is causing a habit because this guy, he would go out on the walks and somehow find his way back. Mm-hmm. But if anything changed, like somebody got a new mailbox or there was a stick lying on a sidewalk or something like that, he would get lost. And he wouldn't be able to find his way back because if there was any kind of change, it's something with the brain, like he would be able to find his way to the bathroom, all that kind of stuff without a problem, even after he moved to another house. But he could not tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so they're just talking about how your brain forms these things, even if you're not aware of it, consciously aware of it. It's just kind of based on actions, um, which is what I mean, that's, that's how we start off. And the whole book is kind of talking about the different things that you do, your actions that you can adjust to you know positively impact your life or the things that happen that 
you know, negatively impact your life that you don't even realize are a habit and that can get out of control. Mm-hmm. I know I've read somewhere about like people with Alzheimer's disease because we actually had an aunt who I believe she had Alzheimer's or something. But she she had memory problems of some sort. But or was it some timers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, joke. Um, but she, uh, I remember because I used to visit her a lot and like she would tell the same story sometimes or a lot but other than that it wasn't noticeable that she was having memory problems but one summer um she actually got in a car accident it was like a minor fender bender but like she had to go to the hospital or whatever they make sure she was okay they brought her home and that threw off her whole pattern and then after that it became more evident that she had a memory problem because you know her car got damaged, so she had to take it to the shop to get it fixed and, you know, dealing with the insurance and all this other stuff. And it was just a whole lot of new stuff. And uh, then as a result of that, basically, I guess they moved her to stay with her son or something like that. Either way, it was like progressively downhill from there because it's like a whole new environment. So it's like, what, where did everything go? Like everything changes. So like your habits won't get you through. It's just like, uh, um, like, uh, instincts. You know, if you have basic, like, uh, animal instincts or whatever, those will get you by to some point. But then there are some situations where, like, just following your instincts just isn't going to work. And when things change drastically, like if you put a snail or a fish on a piece of paper outside the water, their instinct to swim is not going to help them, you know? Yeah. That was weird, but yeah. Yeah, unless it's one of those fish that can crawl on land. Oh, yeah, land you know, fish, yeah. Is that what they're called? I don't know. No. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though, right? No. I forget what they're called. It's, it's, I think they're called scuttlefish or something like that, but they can crawl out. Of, anyway, whatever. It's neither here nor there. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, it, uh, other things that they talked about in the book, um, I mean, some of the things we're talking about, the way companies use habits, like Target, like figuring out. It's kind of creepy. Like, they would figure out how, um, basically how their shoppers interacted and one of the main things they were trying to figure out is how basically be the first person to know even before they have told their family that a woman is pregnant Hmm. and that was one of their goals and they were using statistics and like you know analyzing things to figure that out and um they're talking about how like (laughs) basically they're using people's habits Mm -hmm. and to you know you know people sign up for card or whatever else in the store and then they're able to track everything you do. And so they, you know, they use that to, you know, creepily figure out people were pregnant and they told a story about how they did that because they, when they find out somebody's pregnant or expecting a child, even if it's like really early before they told their family, they were trying to send them ads already, you know, cause they, their theory was like, if we get them in the store, if you get a family start going to a store, but even before they're, you know, have the baby, mm-hmm. Then they're going to shop there for everything else when they after they have the baby. And they're going to sign up for their registry there and all the other stuff. Yeah, because they're already in the store and they're not, they don't have time to be going around driving around the multiple stores. They just go to that one store and get everything they need and be done with mm-hmm. it. So that I mean, so that's their goal. They told a story of how, I mean, they were sending out ads to this girl and her dad came in the store mad because it's like, why is my you know daughter getting these ads for her baby for diapers? Like it's like you're trying to force her to have a kid or whatever. And the person at the store, of course, didn't know how to react to that. And then come to find out, the guy came back and apologized. And was like, I'm sorry, I talked to my daughter and I didn't know what was going on in my house. <laughs> so, yeah, so this sort of his, yeah, his daughter was out here, you know, getting it popping. And he didn't know, but Target knew, which can scare people. <laughs> so it was talking about how they they still do that. Mm-hmm. But they throw an ad for a lawnmower in there, too, so that you just will look at it and be like, oh, so you're not scared. Eh, they're just pushing diapers. It's not, you know, it's not me. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was interesting how they do that. And just another aspect of it, they were talking about how when you walk, first walk into a grocery store, um, where the, where are the, where's the fruit? It's usually on the edge. I mean, like on the side to the, to the right or to the left. I don't know. <laughs> It's usually to the right. Okay. Some stores have kind of played with that because if I think about it, depending like on some Walmart's, Walmart's are on the left. Walmart's they put it on the yeah. left, which is kind of weird because every other store you go into a, um, a lot of stores it's on the right because they said they did a study and most people when they walk into the store they turn right. Hmm. 
automatically without even thinking about it. <laughs> so, which is kind of interesting because, yeah, they, it, I know when I do go in Walmart, it's on the left. It is kind of a, like a weird thing. But again, I think um, that this kind of <laughs> applies to habits um, because, like, most Walmarts you go in are sh- are set up the same way. There's a few I've gone in where, you know, the, the space was different or whatever. But most Walmarts I've gone in, uh, you know, the food and stuff is to the left. To the right is like sporting goods and the lawn center and TLE and all that type of stuff. And then the middle is always kind of the same, like uh, whatever's in the middle. I don't go in Walmart often, but like because the setup's the same, I can go to almost any Walmart and then kind of know where I'm going in general. In terms, you know, electronics yeah, you can, in the back, you gotta figure it the out. Back wall, like that type of stuff. So it's not like I have to. And I think that is useful. That has a lot of applications to design because like. Um, I know in one of our last episodes, we were talking about like designing websites where you try and, you know, break the mold and I'm going to do something cutting edge and different, but you're playing against people's habits. And so it's going to be confusing and troublesome for the user the first time. So it's easier to, in terms, especially for something where people need to use it, it's easier to just kind of play along with people's habits. And I think that's also um, kind of why like a lot of, um, like phone interfaces and app app interfaces and stuff like that. A lot of them are very, very similar. It's not that easy to come up with something super, super different that's going to work well because people kind of already figured it out. And so they're used to, they have habits in terms of how they're going to interact with things. They're used to the little hamburger menu at the top, meaning like this is where you get to all of the options or whatever. You know, they're used to those types of things. And so it's hard to do something drastically different and expect people to figure it out easily. Yeah, you have to find a way to you kind of just subtly do something different. Yeah. Just not not change their whole experience, but something isn't where they thought it was going to be. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. That's different, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it just so that it, it that way it stands out. But you don't, ju- you don't want to change the whole experience because then they're just confused. If you walk in a store right now and the produce was at the back of the store, would you know how to find the produce? I mean, they they should have signs and stuff like that, but um, a yeah, drastic but change like that would throw people off. Cause, so I think that's another yeah. part of it is like people get dependent on their habits and don't read or think anymore as much. Yeah, it's not an anymore thing. I'm not gonna say it's like oh this generation, uh, but like you become dependent on your habits, and so you're like oh I'll just Google it. Oh, but yeah, that's a natural. The internet's thing. Your not brain working. Wants... How do I find out something? I don't know. Your brain wants to do the least work and it's going to find the shortest way to do mm-hmm. something. So it's going to depend on those habits. So it's not even like a, yeah, like you said, it's not a generational thing. It's just your brain is going to always try to find the most efficient way to do something. And so that it had, can use that energy for other things. Cause thinking is hard work on your body. It's, it burns a lot of calories. Yeah. So well, so <laughs> that's why you got to take breaks. Even if you're just sitting at a computer. <laughs> I read this book uh, called Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow by Kahneman, Daniel Kahneman, I think his name was. But anyway, he talks about that, like your your brain, like if you're presented with a decision, there's two parts of your brain. There's a part of brain that can actually think and figure things out and it works hard, but it's lazy. And then there's another part of your brain that's kind of more instinctual and just comes up with the quickest, easiest answer that your brain is happy with. And that's kind of exactly what we're talking about today is like, that quick response part of your brain that doesn't have to work hard and responds quickly, that's what's going to, you know, kind of provide you answers when you're thinking about stuff. And then if you get in a situation where someone says, well, you know, what's 27 times 74 or something like that, where you actually have to think, then you're like, oh, all right, <laughs> let me turn on, <laughs> let me turn on the computer. Yeah. And figure this out. I'd have to actually, yeah, try to, yeah. You'd have to train your brain to be able to, do that on the fly kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, that's why they tell you, like, in elementary school, memorize your time tables, because once you've committed that to memory, you don't have to really think about it. It's just like, oh, the three times ten is yeah. 30. I just know that. Yeah, that's why, that's like I used to, it's like this sheet where they do all these math problems, and they were, like, really easy, but it just trained my brain to, like, you know, knock these things out. And I mean, I still, my, I just, you know, I might still able to use it. It was, like, simple stuff or whatever, but it's still, I find myself still using the same kind of tools that I use to finish that cheat mm-hmm. like all of those problems it's the same thing <laughs> yep. so aside from like the nature of habits did the book also talk about forming habits or breaking habits um yeah um it had a couple of stories about that um 
about how people use certain things to create or you know modify a habit um there's one thing he was talking about is um people that are a lot of times that are addicts how it, you have to find the thing once I'm trying to think exactly how to work they did a lot better i mean if they, you read the book than the way i would explain it but um it's usually one little thing that you can modify it's, it's like a I forgot what they called it, but it's like a like almost like a key habit or something like that. The essence of like a habit. That's, this isn't what they said, but this is the way I'm interpreting it. It's like the essence of the habit, not like um, I'm going to stop eating cookies every night. But it's more like, why do you want cookies every night? Yeah. Like, are you craving something sweet? Like, it's a gave an example of somebody. Um, I guess it was the author of the book. He was talking about how every every day at a certain time. He would go to the cafeteria and buy a cookie mm-hmm. and he was doing it all the time and of course it's not good for you for you know <laughs> multiple reasons you spend it you know just it's not a it's a problem and what he did to modify that was instead of going to buy a cookie he was like okay let me try something instead of going to buy a cookie at i'm going to set a timer at this time of the day i'm going to go like it's say three o'clock instead of going to the cafeteria and buying a cookie i'm going to go outside or and then another day you try you, one day you go outside the next day you do go to the cafeteria but you get something else not a cookie then another day you just go and talk to the co-worker for a while and that way you can narrow down like if you know if you go outside and you still want a cookie after going outside then okay well this is maybe more about sweets and not just you needed a break you know if it's like okay, well, you need a social interaction. So if you went and talked to your friend for a while and you didn't want a cookie, then it's like, oh, okay, well, that's actually what I want. I don't care about the cookie. I just need an excuse to go get up and go talk mm-hmm. to somebody. So he said he set a timer and like every day he would go, he discovered that that's what he really needed was like not to, you know, get a cookie, but it was the some kind of social interaction. So he'd get up and go talk to a friend for 10 minutes every day at like three o'clock. And that's what he did. And if he didn't do it, he felt a sense of like he didn't accomplish anything that day because it was like I didn't go talk to somebody at mm-hmm. this time, this set time, to, you know, stopping and doing it that. So um, basically, you know, and some and when he couldn't find anybody to talk to, then he would go to the cafeteria and eat, get something else, but not a cookie. So it basically addressed the essence of the problem, which was not that he needs to stop eating cookies every day, but it's like okay, well, you need you're you're craving something. Yeah, you need to do something and to you, distract yourself. Yeah, yeah. I Which usually I, I, I know in the, most of the office jobs I've ever worked, there's been some similar type of thing. Like around two thirty three in the afternoon, either we would all gather, or we'd go to somebody's desk and just talk about random stuff and not be doing work, or you'd be like my friend would come over and like, hey, uh, I'm going to CVS. You want to grab something? And we all well, it was it was more about the social interaction or just hey, I'm getting sleepy. I need to talk to somebody so I don't fall asleep. But it became a habit yeah. to go. Like, because a lot of people I work with um, at one of my previous jobs, they'd always go to Starbucks. I'm not a coffee person because I like to keep my money. But in the morning around like maybe 930-ish, it was Starbucks time. So everybody would go to Starbucks. And then after lunch around 233, everyone would go to Starbucks. And I don't think everyone needed the coffee. But I imagine over time, like you talked about, it became like they would feel sleepy because they wanted they were used to doing you know they were it was a habit now that i get coffee this time not yeah. that i needed coffee this time just, and yeah. caffeine is addictive also so. yeah <laughs> but that's interesting uh because I, I think yeah um i think habits i think a lot of people don't think about like habits in that way they're just like oh, i need to stop doing this and then they don't replace it with something else or they don't get to the root of the problem and they don't it's not easy to fix yeah, I mean, and that's why people don't, you know, I mean, a lot of people fall back on it. Like people, you know, your, um, you know, your New Year's resolutions or whatever. It's like, well, you haven't trained yourself to be able to maintain any kind of habit like yeah. that. I mean, it's something I discovered, like, you know, being consistent with going to the gym or something like that. Then it allows you to create other habits easier because, you know, your main, your mind knows how to create these mm-hmm. habits now. Um. I mean, and a lot of it is, you know, follow through, <laughs> especially on days when you don't want to do it and, you know, really sticking to that. I mean, I'm, there's things I'm trying to 
for myself. I'm not somebody that is like, you know, super like or- organized and all that kind of stuff all the time. And I'm practicing setting reminders for myself because that way and sticking to it, that way I can modify that. Even if it's not, you know, I'm not somebody that's ever going to be what you would call like, you know, super, you know, <laughs> anal type person or anything like that or type A. Or, I'm, I'm never going to be that person. But I mean, I don't, and that's not my goal, but it is a goal to like, okay, well, I can change this and so that I can, you know, possibly positively improve my life in this way or whatever, you know, or plan for things or things like that. If I can just try to stick to some of these things instead of just thinking about yeah. them all yeah. the time. So, makes sense. So, um, yeah. Out of what you learned from the book, was there anything that you would uh, apply to yourself as a designer, aside from like you know being organized and that type of stuff? Um, what do you mean as far as like my work? What I would yeah. do, or uh, do you have any bad <sighs> habits as a designer? Because that's something else I was going to talk about. Because <laughs> so I'll, I'll go ahead and answer the, the uh, question for myself. <laughs> for myself, um. <sighs> I found myself, I can a lot of times get stuck kind of like in a design rut where I will, sometimes it can be, if I spend too much time looking at someone else's work or whack design or whatever, then I can find myself kind of mimicking what I've seen unintentionally. Um, And so it, I don't know if that's a habit. It may just be me. I need to stop looking at certain things or whatever. But there's that. And then I say one of my bad habits is that, um, and we talked about this on the show before, on the on the podcast before, is just sometimes I just get into the software too quickly before I sketch. And so yeah. I have not made any effort to break that habit. Um, <laughs> it is something I should do, but I just haven't tried it all. Uh, but that's something definitely I... I that's one of my major bad habits, I would say, because I, I could save a lot of time by doing that. I mean, is that a habit? Yeah, it's a habit well, that, I mean, you know, it's time to design. Let's open Photoshop. Or let's open Illustrator instead oh. of let me sketch something. Yeah. I mean, well, what would you say is the root of that? Like, mm, I don't know. I think part of me just wants to, you know, I, I enjoy doing design with stuff, so... I, sometimes I feel like, I guess, on some level, down in my subconscious or something, I feel like the sketching process is not gonna help me that much, and so I'm like, ah, screw, screw that. I'm gonna just get to, you know, I have an idea. I'm gonna get to it. Um, yeah, it's like an impatient yeah. type thing. You just want to get, yeah, get past that step. But I mean, I know we've talked about this. I think last episode we talked about like thinking through, I mean, spending time working out the design as much as you can outside of a tool so that you can determine whether it's going to work or not so you don't waste a bunch of time in a tool because yeah. I've definitely spent a lot of time in Photoshop or in Illustrator or InDesign or whatever the tool is working on a design that if I had maybe sketched it out, I wouldn't have even attempted. I would have just been like, oh, that's not going to work. Let's try something different. Yeah, and you're not messing with the tools and Photoshop and all. It's, yeah, it's a yeah. I mean, I would say because I've had to do that recently because I couldn't do anything to the website yet that I was working on for work. Um, so I had to do it in other programs. I mean, or do it on paper. Or actually, I started drawing it on a whiteboard, which is mm-hmm. very efficient because it's you know it's bigger than paper, and you know I can use all kind of mad colors and stuff and sketch it really quick and I can see it and it looks impressive when people walk in and they look at it and like oh it's worth <laughs> it you know. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it's helped me. I think it's really helped me think through because I, I mean, I was so used to going, 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 you know, I gotta, this needs to be done, you know, yesterday. So I gotta go, I gotta go. So it's a lot of skipping that step. It's like, okay, well, let me just get to it because I don't have time to really put thought into it. But it has been me being able now, like, why well, I didn't, I wasn't able to do anything. I had to take time to think about it. And I've kind of now realized, like, man, that's really, it's, 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 I can see that being more important yeah. to me. Um, that really, that the thought process that goes through it, I'm able to come up with something better. The decisions I make are, 
you know, they're more thought out. It's not just like, well, let me just do this because somebody else designed it like this, so I'm just going to do this. Yeah, I think, you know, the, it's allowing me to make something. So I think the habit, that <laughs> habit has been formed somewhat out of necessity. You know, if you're, if all your assignment, yeah. uh, all your work is coming in last minute and quick turnaround, because like, again, like we talked about, I, I feel like we constantly reference old podcasts, but like the money thing, like if I'm not charging enough money, then I'm going to gonna I'm gonna want to finish things as soon as possible and if I want to finish things as soon as possible products I don't need to draw or sketch things out because I just need to get this done as soon as possible get my money and keep it moving and then that forms the bad habit of not taking the time to think your ideas out and sketch things out because I know there's a lot of things I've done where the money was short and I I produced a bad design but it was like well I spent the amount of time I can here here customer good luck and a lot of times the customer was okay with it, but I know it was a bad design, and it's not going to go in my, fo- in my portfolio. But what can I do about that? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it ends up keeping you in a rut where your your portfolio never yeah. improves. I mean, unless you're doing something outside of that for yourself, which you know, when you're doing everything for money and you got to turn around the constantly, you don't have much time to do anything just for yourself. And yeah, your work suffers. You don't actually, you know. You can't actually look at your stuff and be like, oh, I've improved over time, which is a scary. Yeah. This is scary. And it's something that I've been dealing with because I, I mean, just you know, having to do a lot of stuff. I mean, I haven't been able to, like, paint as much as I would like to. And I can't look at, you know, over the last year, the stuff I've done, I can't look at it and be like, oh, this is definitely better than mm-hmm. what I was doing last year. <laughs> I can't look at it and say that. Which is, you know, that's frustrating because, you know, you want constant improvement and, you know, sometimes that habit of reacting to everything instead of like actually, you know, consciously doing things, which, I mean, it's something you got to do sometimes. That's just like it happens sometimes you got to react to things and, you know, you just got to survive sometimes. But, you know, eventually you don't you're not you're not actually learning anything. You're just surviving. Yep. Well, another uh, like kind of design habit I would say I've unfortunately formed is uh, listening too carefully to like customers' design ideas. So, what I would say to explain is like a customer needs something, whatever it is, and they come to you with a their idea of how it should be implemented. And, you know, they may even say, hey, well, whatever your idea is, I'd like to know what your idea is, too. But a lot of times, again, it goes back to time and money and all that type of stuff. I'm just like, all right, well, I'll just reproduce whatever you ask me for. And because it's easier and I don't have to think. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I won't even bother to think about what they're trying to do and improve it. And then sometimes it's, it's I won't say it's come back to bite me, but it's come back to bite the customer where in the end, I'm coming back to them later like oh well yeah we can improve this or we should do this this way and I'm kind of contradicting something I may have told them to do earlier because now further down the line I have more time I'm like oh oh, that was a bad idea (laughs) I should have you know some of these things are situations where I should have stopped and or you know kind of intervened and prevented the customer from doing something they shouldn't have done but I didn't yeah because you're just trying to get done with it (laughs) <laughs> and you figure like they're not paying me to actually. So I think all this. that is kind of all one habit wrapped in the one. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other design bad habits I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, as I think about it, a lot of my a lot of habits I would have are based on that of just that. Um, the yeah. rush, you know, because I was thinking it's like, you know, I could, you know, take the time to la- name my layers, but I don't have time to do that. <laughs> I mean, there are things, you know, that I could do, you know, organizationally just to make things better. Like, you know, all right, well, you know, create folders in your inbox. When you get a new company email before it gets out of hand, create some folders. That way, you know, it is, it's just not like a large stream of things and then that you have to deal with later. Um, I mean, I guess that that's the, the habit that I have is like putting things off for future me to handle. Yeah, that's something <laughs> which can happen yeah. in design too. It's like, all right, 
I mean, well, because it's something I'm working on now. Like, it's the you know deadline for create this website for the company, and you know all these things. A lot of things are changing on it, changing the design, the you know the link structure, all kinds of stuff. And in the process of you know going through it and creating this you know the structure, this new structure, new menu, new, all, you know all these new pages and all this kind of stuff, and rearranging con- old content. There are things that get left in the that. You know, at the moment, you know, it's like, well, I can't do this right now. I'm going to come back to this because, like, okay, well, I'm going to have to update these links. They're going to be different, so I'm not going to do those right now. But the habit I realized I was not going to be able to live with or would severely regret in the future is just thinking that I will just remember all of these things Mm -hmm. that I need to do. I mean, I I wouldn't say I have a bad memory. It's just an an organized memory that just does remembers what it wants yeah <laughs> so it you know i mean that's something you can train your brain to do or whatever so but um so i mean i one thing i i on the whiteboard that i have after i <laughs> erased the all the website drawings i did i have like all these lists of things that i do and i'm you know actively practicing using some of these you know all these apps that they have for taking notes and you know all this kind of stuff um actively mm-hmm. trying to use that stuff so that, you know, it doesn't catch up with me because that is not, you know, like, I don't want those problems in the future. Yeah, know? I... I'm just, you know, it's like, oh, this is launched and <laughs> these links are broken. You know? Yeah, I, I think I have a similar problem where I will... I know that I should be more organized. Like, you talked about naming layers and using folders and Photoshop and stuff like that and an email. I know that I should be more organized, but... A lot of times when I have the free time to spend organizing, I don't, or I'll do something else. So I don't know why I'm not more organized. Because I, I, I completely know I should do it, and I completely know that uh, it would help me in some things. Like, Yeah, I mean, but it's yeah, it's fun. like, I got to name all these layers. But look, I want to just finish this cool design and get it to the customer and get that yeah. feedback. As a creative person, that, like, organizing things... Yeah. gives us no no pleasure <laughs> you know it's like okay uh, right that's yeah so one more, time you know. i was actually trying to write a tutorial on how to do something and post it on my blog i have a blog somewhere but don't worry about that and um it forced me to because everything worked and you know it was some code i wrote and everything worked and everything but when I started doing the tutorial, I realized I needed to organize my stuff so that someone else could understand it. I had to write comments in my code, I had to put everything in the proper folders and all that other stuff. So it, I had to do all this stuff after the fact and it forced me to change my code a little bit to account for how things were rearranged. And it was like, man, I should have done that from the beginning because now, you know, I had used that code several places and now I'm like, I felt compelled to go back and fix it in every place I'd used it. Not that it was broken, but just it could have been better organized and functioned more more better ness toot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what happened to me and it's some I mean actually active I mean I, I tried to make everything neat and thorough for everybody. It was like sending out a new email signature for a company wide to use and I sent it out and I mean I created a little, you know, documents like this is how you do it, just copy and paste this or whatever. But then, you know, there were things I had to fix. I ended up having to go back and fix. And I was just like, oh, this is so frustrating. I actually took the time to, you know, make this, you know, easy to understand for everybody. But <laughs> there's things that I messed up in it. And so now I have to go around and fix it for everybody. And which is kind of frustrating because it's like, why did that happen? I mean, it, it you know, it's one I'm. I'm I did good with, you know, actually being thorough with that and, you know, making it simple for everybody and, you know, putting thought into it. But then I, you know, kind of shot myself in the leg by not fully, like, making everything was sure everything is perfect. I mean, nobody was mad about it. It was just like, hey, you can fix this for this program. And like, oh, this looks crazy and Outlook and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and it's like me running around having to fix everything, which is just not... There's more productive things I could have been doing than doing well, that's that. That's another, but, um, honestly, that's one of my bad habits sometimes is not fully testing things, mainly for web, because that's where it really matters. But, like, I'll test yeah. things. You know, I have access to Androids and iPads and Apple devices and, you know, every browser I need. But I don't always test things across every browser. 
Um, and so I've had to do the same thing, like go back and fix things. Oh, well, it doesn't work here. It doesn't work here. It doesn't work this way. If you click on this, this acts differently. And so that type of stuff. Uh, but again, it's like, at least for me, it seems like as a designer, that part is the least interesting part. I don't want to test it. I want to get it out there. So yeah, uh, but it, it's it's one of those things you you I mean, got to do one to do the other. I mean, if you're fortunate, you're in a company that will also yeah. have people that can test things. Yeah. I mean, you're not the only one on the team. I mean, that's something. And which, I mean, I understand not testing everything. That breaks up the creative process. If you have to make something, you make something, and then you have to go over here and test it here, and go test it here, and then go test it here, mm-hmm. and you forgot what you were doing. It completely messes up the process, which may be a good reason to you know draw things on paper first. But I mean, of course, you have to make modifications because, yeah, I drew all those designs on paper, but the design that we're actually going with is not one that actually drew, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> I don't feel like it's anything lost because it's like, well, you know, we worked back, mm-hmm. we, we worked through the problems and it was, you know, I didn't have to spend a lot of time coming with this other design. It just came naturally because I'd already thought through everything. But I mean, it, I don't know. It. It's a weird thing as a creative person to try to modify some of those habits because some of the habits people would think of is like, oh, well, you do this and you you, you definitely test it here every time. And blah, blah, blah. Some of these things, they don't gel with I think it's creating. So, <laughs> it's worth noting, like, if you're working for a company on a team or something like that, then you'll probably have some manager or creative director or somebody that's going to kind of manage that process and help you form better habits. But if you're working for yourself or by yourself, then it's easy to not have good habits because no one's going to tell you any differently. It's going to be your customer, hopefully, that says something. Or maybe no one says something and you just continue with your bad habits. So I think that's part of why some of my habits maintained because a lot of the places I worked, I had, uh, you know, you're, you're in a situation where you're the only creative person there or you're like your manager doesn't have a clue what you do. I mean, they know what you do, but they don't know anything about it. So they just... When something breaks, they're like, David, what do you do? <laughs> what help. should I do? So I think that's the important part. And then, you know, yeah, it's important to evaluate yourself periodically and look back at your work and the patterns you've been following and determine, hey, if, if am I doing something that's not getting me where I'm planning to go? You know, am I headed the right direction? Yeah. I, may, I just thought of it. I mean, it may be, you know, in an effort to not break up the creative process. Maybe it's a thing that you do mm-hmm. once a day or at a certain point after you've, you know, designed something or worked through something, you you know I don't know, set a reminder for yourself or I don't know, whatever you need to do. And test and all that other stuff. Yeah, to actually mm-hmm. like, okay, now let me test what I did. Like after I did all that kind of stuff, you know, it's like you know, I mean I get off at four thirty, but you know, so it, let's say if it was like four o'clock, I'm like, Okay, set a time for four o'clock at four o'clock I'm gonna go Yeah test all this stuff <laughs> that way you know <laughs> I know that I've done it I mean I didn't interrupt my creative process but I'm also able to check my mm. check my own work at the end of the day so um, I think the next thing it'll be worth talking about is um, kind of how you go about forming a habit or changing a habit that type of thing so uh, I've recently I know in the past we've talked about like having a whiteboard and using that to write down like what you need to work on or whatever. Um, it could be a blackboard also, I will note. Like, I have a blackboard know. actually. It's not like a chalkboard, it's like a whiteboard but it's black. Um, oh. But I, I don't use it that much. <laughs> it's not a racist no. thing or anything like that. But anyway, so I've tried to get in the habit recently of... You are suspicious of it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't trust it. But I, <laughs> I don't trust what I do on that blackboard. <laughs> I've tried to get in the habit recently, at least on like so. So you know, during the week, I'm not home during the day. I have a day job or whatever. But a lot of times when I come home, I have certain tasks I need to get done for my side businesses and things. You know, whatever I have going on. So during the week, a lot of times I don't have time to go in my office and write down what I need to do, things like that. But on the weekend, I've been trying to, on Sunday, like write down a list of what I need to get done that day. And a lot of times, like we've talked about before, a lot of times it's just like little simple, small tasks that I'm just not doing. Uh, so I've been trying to get in the habit of writing on my whiteboard and remembering and trying to get those things done. And I don't know. It's, it's, I think I don't know the best way to form a habit, but I feel like 
trying to remind myself to do that is tough. And uh, when I've actually done it, I feel better. So I think one thing I have done is I try and think back, okay, like, so last weekend, what did I, last Sunday, what did I get accomplished? Or last, yesterday, what did I get accomplished? And today, what do I need to accomplish? And then by looking back, when I've done what I should have done, it makes me feel better. And then it kind of motivates me to continue forward. So that's yeah, kind of how I, mean, I try and improve my habit. Or I mean, crossing it. stuff off off lists feels good. Yeah, but making that list is not. <laughs> That's the boring part. It's sitting down like, oh, okay, what do I need to do? You know. Well, so I've gotten in the habit of where you know, so my alarm goes off at six thirty. I get up, I turn off my alarm, I lay back down. Cause, okay, see, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do sometimes, I'll lay down and I'll start trying to think through what I need to get done that day. And then you know, I should, in 15 minutes, I should like get up and then start doing whatever it is. Sometimes I go back to sleep and then don't wake up till 7. That's a different problem. But yeah. the goal is that I would then, you know, I think through what I need to get done. Because, again, like we talked about, rushing into activity, rushing into the Photoshop when you need to design something or rushing into whatever isn't always a good idea. So I try and stop and think through what I need to do and then say, okay, there's my plan. Let's go do it. Or sometimes I'll think about it in the shower. But um, yeah, that helps me a lot, I think. But the bad thing is that a lot of times during the day, things come up and I just don't do what I need to do. Or, you know, I'm sitting down at work or at home and you know, I'm watching something on Netflix or whatever, and then it's easy to just say, ah, I'll do that later, and then just put off the things I said I was going to get done. Yeah. I um, I don't know if it'll completely relate, but I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about it, um, like the way you start your day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's one thing that I do have, a, I have created a habit for in the morning. When I first, first thing when I wake up, the alarm goes off or whatever. Well, it's not first thing. That's that's a lie. I was trying to do it first thing when the alarm goes off, but I don't. I mean, I don't really notice my alarm because I've kind of gotten used to waking up at five thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. But um, to get out of bed, I drink some water, like a big, like half a bottle of water. I'll drink. I'll drink. Mm-hmm. And I mean, which actually wakes you up. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, you know, gives me if once I if I do that, then it will give me the energy to get up mm-hmm. out of bed. Otherwise, you know, you're just gonna like oh, I don't want to get up. But if you drink that, you're like, oh, okay, now I need to get up. And you may have to go to the bathroom because you did that, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you gotta get up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's good for you to drink all the water, but it it does really wake up your it wakes it wakes up your body mm-hmm. um, when you do that. But I mean, I was listening to this podcast and we were talking about things that you do in the morning. Like a lot of people, they work, reach for their phone first. Mm-hmm. Which is a you know, while you may think that's what you want to do first thing in the morning, it's actually not what you want to do in first thing in the morning because you're already you're you're doing a lot of um, you're you're taking in things, you're checking your email, you're checking who you know, checking your DMs, you know, whatever else. Mm-hmm. But you're you're looking for input from anything. You didn't spend any time in organizing your own thoughts and your own brain when you do that. Mm-hmm. You're immediately you know. Looking for input, basically. Well, it's kind of like you're looking for things to distract you from from whatever or from the planning that you need to do. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, you know, if I look at my phone, generally it's like I'm bored. Let's see what's on Instagram. Let's see what's going on on Facebook. It's not like I needed to look at my phone. You know? No. Sometimes no, I, I will mean, look like. Sometimes the first thing I'll do, you know, I'll get up. And then I'll I purposely plug in my phone where I have to get up to get to it. Because if I plugged it in right by my bed, when the alarm goes off, I would mm-hmm. just turn it off and go back to sleep. But I purposely put it where I have to get up. So I get up, and a lot of times I'll look at it just to say, oh, okay, I got some junk mail or whatever. I, I'll see what emails came in, like just on my front. On, without unlocking the phone, I can see, hey, you got an email. Hey, something happened. The thing I was bidding on on eBay, I won or whatever. I can see that on the home screen without ever unlocking the phone. And I just put the phone down and keep it moving. But, um, yeah, it, sometimes it can be tempting to unlock the phone and then spend, you know, however, no, who knows how, how long just sitting there looking at what happened, reading emails and stuff. Yeah, I mean, because you could, 
you could look at your phone just to make sure there's no emergencies or something like that real mm-hmm. quick. You know, nobody texted you overnight or whatever. But looking at it like at social networks and stuff like that, I think that, I mean, I, I do that sometimes just because it's a way to keep me from falling back asleep mm-hmm. while I decide that I want to get up. Yeah, but you might as well be sleepy if you're just looking at social media. Yeah, but if I go to sleep, then I'm going to wake up later. Yeah. If I'm looking at social media, at least I'm awake, and I could get up at any moment if I wanted mm-hmm. to. But it's not a—it's not the way I would ideally start my morning because you're, you know, like things, you know, bad things that happen in the world, whatever, some, whatever crazy thing your president said, you know, it'll wait until you get to that. I mean, and you maybe you need a maybe it's a way, maybe it'd be helpful to find ways to make you know the morning like a positive you know, experience for you. It's not just, oh, getting out of bed. It's maybe, you know, it's like you're doing something for yourself mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. Well, that that's, so that's kind of in line with what I was saying earlier is like, I don't look at my phone much because then, so I need to, when I first get up, I need to figure out what I need to do that day without worrying about what someone else may want me to do or any new tasks. So let's say like, you know, yesterday I was supposed to do items A, B, and C. And I only did B because whatever happened. So when I wake up today, I can remember I didn't do A and whatever, A and C. So when I wake up, I can say, okay, today I want to get A and C done and I need to do D and E or whatever. So then I can go take my shower, I can eat my breakfast, get ready to go. And then um, maybe on the way to work or once I get to work or whenever later on after I've prepared myself for the day and made a plan then I can look at my phone and see okay what's new what else is going on today that I need to do because if I start off with whatever is new like it's like being a, a firefighter almost or like kind of like everything's an emergency so as soon as I get an email about something I'm like oh I need to do this now no, no, no. and then that stuff I didn't do yesterday I'll never get to so I need to take finish up what I didn't do yesterday as well as whatever I think is important for today and then anything new that came in gets prioritized behind that otherwise I'll never make progress yeah um <laughs> that sounds complicated but <laughs> well you, you see what I'm saying like I feel like if I never take care of what happened what I needed to do yesterday and I'm just reacting to what happened today then it's hard to move forward this is just like little stuff like okay last week I was supposed to drop some stuff off at the thrift store um I never did it because I forgot to put it in my car and I kept putting it off because I said oh there's more some more clothes I need to get rid of let me find them and put them in the bag so I can take so I just kept putting it off Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and Friday I was out of town the store I didn't want to go today because I have to pass by there anyway on tomorrow so it just keeps putting it off so it's like it's just so it's like one of those things is lingering in the back of your head like I need to do this and I'm like alright I just need to get this done but if I'm spending all my time tomorrow worrying about whatever else then I won't get that done so I don't know that's just the way it works for me well I mean some of those things it's like I guess it's like a triage type thing you gotta like prioritize what's important what can you take care of right now well, yeah, if it was, Maybe yeah. it needs- that's so that's something I learned when I had kids, I think I learned I learned it a little bit. When you have kids, you learn it a lot because you can't do everything because you gotta constantly go check on your kids or whatever. Your kids gotta be taken somewhere, or whatever. So your time is limited. So you gotta say, okay, what can I address now? And yeah. so on, like on the mornings when I do wake up at six thirty and get out of bed, like I don't need to leave for work. I I can be ready to leave by seven. If I leave by seven, I'll be at work mad early. So I don't do that, but. That gives me. I have maybe thirty minutes to play with there in the morning, and then I have I have time to say, okay, is there anything from yesterday that I didn't do that I can take care of this morning? Okay, let me do that. If not, if there's nothing I can take care of because you know companies aren't open yet or whatever, then all right, let me check my email. Let me see if there's anything new that came in that I can take care of right quick to start off on a good foot. Because I I hate, I hate just like putting things off and leaving like it just piles up. It's, I feel like you know you're being chased by this long list of stuff you didn't do yeah no I mean and that that happens to me and then when it you know it piles up even if it's a list of little small things it or starts overwhelming you because it'll be a bunch of small things maybe one or two big things and I mean because a lot and a lot of times the things 
I mean, you you could knock out the whole list in about like an hour a lot of mm-hmm. times if you just like knocked them yeah. out, sat down and did that. I mean, and that's one habit I'm trying to form. It's like, okay, no, actually, just go in and do it. Don't you know? Like I did something today that I've been putting off for days, and it took me like thirty minutes. It's like, why did I? What? Why? Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have to take that long. Just knock it out. I feel better about it. I don't feel like somebody's waiting on me for something. It's just little things that I can just, you know, take care yeah. of. I mean, today I wrote three things on my whiteboard that I needed to do, and within like twenty minutes, I had taken care of all of them. And they they're just like little things I need to do, but I just hadn't done them. So I was like, all right, let me get it done. I did two of them at the same time because I needed to exercise. So I, I did my exercises I needed to do. I emailed somebody, and I invoice somebody or something it was just like minor stuff that didn't take long but i just put it off and i know if i hadn't written that down that's the crazy thing like about like the habit of writing things down and crossing things off if i hadn't written them down they probably wouldn't be done that that's the weird thing is before i started the day job i'm at now um i think i feel like i was getting into a rhythm of you know really you know tackling like okay being organized being on top of my stuff getting stuff done and stuff like that because i was in control of my time i could you know do what i wanted but i was you know make my own list and knocking stuff out but you know you start a job and then like a lot of your time it's gone or is you know you have to dedicate it to something else and things fall by the wayside especially if you're also not worried about getting money from these other things mm-hmm. really it's like oh yeah a hundred dollars yeah 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 i'll I'll get to it, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, before it was like, no, I need that right now. I'm going to do it right now because do you need that today? Because I can do it today because I want that $100 yeah. today, you know. And it was, you know, which is, you know, not always a great thing because you're rushing everything. You're, you know, doing everything. But also, but on the other hand, I was starting to form that habit of knock stuff out, get to it. You know, I was getting up, getting to it and doing mm-hmm. things. I mean, now it's been a you know things like okay well I have to make sure I have time to do this kind of stuff especially if this stuff doesn't feel very high priority to me anymore because of the money associated with it um (laughs) which isn't you know great for the client but it's something that you have to you know to me and honest it's something you have to think about and it's like trying to find that new rhythm so I can recreate those habits because I'm not you know like I have a whiteboard above my computer at home but I don't sit at my computer at home that often honestly Not nearly as much as I used to. I was here all day, every day, you know. So I'm looking at it, but now I'm looking at it now. I'm literally sitting there looking at it. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that thing that I wrote on my whiteboard that <laughs> wasn't a high priority. But you know, it's like this: the same stuff is up there because I never got around to it. And then, you know, it's it it can be challenging, especially when life changes and when you're you know start getting into a habit. Yeah. In, into a rhythm of things, you know. Even I mean, you know, it, your life could change positively. Even it could throw off a rhythm that you had before. Because even you know, going to the gym as often, I didn't have, I wasn't doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I need to adjust that. So I do push-ups in the bathroom on the sink now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I don't have the time to go as much during the week. So it's like, well, this is what I'm gonna do every time I go to the bathroom. I'm gonna do some push-ups. So I, so we talked about that a while back, and I thought it was funny, but. Actually, I went to the bathroom one time, and because I I get sleepy, you're just distracted at work. So I went, I had to use the bathroom, went to the bathroom, and then I tried. I didn't do push-ups, but I tried like just stretching and doing some exercise, some you know physical movement, and it actually kind of helped me. <laughs> it helped me wake up and yeah. know, kind of refocus on what I need to be doing. But what I wanted to talk about was like, what do you, what would you say are some good habits for as you know designers, developers, web designers, whatever to have. What are some good habits that you would say are important to have? One that I'll say uh, that we've talked about kind of, you know, here and there are, are talked adjacent to a lot. This episode was like time management in terms of using your time so that in the most effective way. So you're not spending a large amount of time like we talked about um, wasting time in Photoshop when you should be sketching or, you know, planning out your design and stuff like that. Also not wasting a bunch of time, you know, sitting around staring at social media when you need to be doing stuff like that. So I think time management, whatever that is, cause that's, that's a vague way to describe it, but like just developing a habit of being conscious of your time and how you use it is very important, especially if you're uh, doing freelance work, cause then it'll help you bill and, and get money more effectively. Because you won't just be like, oh, that took yeah. me uh, two hours. 
when it really took you like four or five. Yeah, I mean, when you're freelancing, it's easy. Yeah, that, that it, you're really it's really gonna get enforced because it's like time is money, yeah. literally. Um, if you're not, then yeah, you can fall into just looking at Amazon for shoes you don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking, oh, <laughs> this is not from a personal a experience. <laughs> No, that's a better friend. It's a better friend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I mean, I mean, I, I, it's kind of like what I was talking about that story before. It's like if what you need is every once in a while you need some time to do mm-hmm. something else to take your mind off of it, then yeah, maybe it's getting up and walking around so that way you're just not on social media, you know, looking at nonsense for no reason, yeah. you know. Maybe it's you know, okay, well, you do want to check social media every once in a while, so give you give yourself a thing. It's like okay. Once an hour, if I need it, I mean, that may be a little aggressive, but, you know, if you feel like you need to check it, then, okay, once an hour, go check it. (laughs) So what's another uh, good habit you would say? To have? Um, I would say find a way to make lists that works for you. Um, It's not going to be the same for everybody. It's not going to, you know, you don't have to be super, like, strict about it, but you have to find something that works for you, some kind of note-taking thing that, even if it's, you know, not, you know, really, you know, detailed notes and all this kind of stuff, but something that helps you, so at least you can organize your thoughts. That way, it doesn't interrupt your creative process, because you forgot to do something, and now you got to go run and do Mm -hmm. something else. At least that way you you're somewhat organized. I mean, and there's there's ways to take quick notes that even if nobody else understands it, if you understand it and it, you can do it really quick, just so you have a note and you're not breaking up your process, then then mm-hmm. do that. You know, find something that works and just do that and just try to get in. I mean, it can be once again. You know, I mean, I hate to you know, I wouldn't say make a reminder for everything like that, but you know, once an hour, I try to be like, okay, let me make sure once I've done this thing, maybe you know, if I need to take any of those, go in and write it down real yeah. quick. Which I don't know. It, I don't say, honestly. It's a weird thing for me. No matter how many monitors you have, you'll feel like you don't have enough space to like. Okay, now I gotta open this tab up again so that I can put this here. And you know, <laughs> even if you have three monitors, it still can be a thing that's like, oh, I'm gonna write lists. But I mean, I don't know. Find a find a way yeah, to do it. Piece of paper. A piece of paper makes works best for me, uh, but it doesn't follow me around like my phone does. So I'd say another habit. Uh, I think is important. I just forgot what it was. Um, I think you need to get in the habit of learning and learning how to learn effectively. Uh, that's a lot, but I think just get in the habit of learning because, you know, like we know, technology changes quickly. Everything changes quickly. New things are coming out all the time. So if you're in the habit of learning, then it won't be such a chore when you do need to learn and change and adjust to, you know, new things that are available because uh, you know like those people that uh, people that are always upset and frustrated when things change or new technology changes or whatever it's because they're not in the habit of learning and if you know as a like I think that applies to like young people because like, you know like young people younger people at least when new things come out they're like okay yeah it's just different okay I know how to do it okay let's go whereas like you know that whole saying oh, we can't teach an old dog new tricks it's because the old dog stopped learning yeah, they they get in they get too, you know they get too involved in their habits that they can't modify them. You know that's why you have racists. Yeah. <laughs> or at least well maybe not racist but at least prejudice because people don't. It's, like, it's oh, easier wait, to use the stereotype than the uh, like start with the, the blank slate. Yeah. So uh, that's one. Um, As a designer, I would say it's good to always explore. And like, because I know in our last episode, we talked about finding design inspiration in like strange places and stuff like that. So I think that's another important habit to have is just to set aside time. It goes back to time management too. To set aside time periodically to just explore and look for new places of inspiration and new experiences, new things so that you have a fresh perspective and you're not always, you know, just mimicking something you saw or mimicking the same style that you know will work over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, it comes goes back to time management. Trying to set aside some time that you can do that, and maybe you doing that um, takes the place of 
you know, some other habit that you have of checking social media or something like that. It's like, okay, well, let me go check mm-hmm. this. Let me go look at this. You know, instead, something that, you know, because a lot of times, I know for me, I think part of the reason why I, I go go run and get snacks from the kitchen or something like that at work is not because I want a snack. Because I've said that many times. I walk in there, I'm like, I don't really want any of this stuff. But I'll go grab mm-hmm. something anyway. But a lot of times what I actually need is just some kind of, you know, mental stimulation, just something mm-hmm. different. Just to get my brain thing. I you know, I just need that. And you, you gotta find I think the important thing is to find find out what you're missing, what you really need. Like <laughs> like I talked mm-hmm. about before. Yeah, understand the motivation um, behind your habit. Yeah, because just saying like, oh, you should change this habit, and oh, you should change this habit. It's like, yeah, but how? How do you change that? Like, what? What's the root of it? Mm-hmm. You know, what? You know, because it's easy to say, and it's easy to be like, okay, well, you know, New Year's resolution. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start. I'm going <laughs> to this year. I'm going to be more organized. No, you're not. <laughs> you're, you're, it's not. You may be organized for like a week, but you haven't addressed the the root of it. So you're not going to, you know, you're not going to be able to maintain it or it'll be a struggle for you to, you know, create that habit because you don't, you're not actually addressing it. I mean, and I, it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to say exactly Mm -hmm. how to do that. I mean, I I don't know. (laughs) It depends on the person, what is triggering their, you know, whatever their habits are or, you know, whatever they picked up or whatever is going to work to change it. Yeah. Like it's going to be different for different people. Yep. So that's, that's, I think those are the core, I mean, like some of these habits, they may seem like they have nothing to do specifically with design, but I think they're still important and they'll probably help you no matter what you're doing in terms of trying to, you know, be more effective and get things accomplished. And and also I think, okay, one other thing, another habit is, it's, it's part of time management too, is just take a break, get in the habit of taking a break. Oh yeah. Because yes. it's easy to get in the habit of being a workaholic person or whatever or just you know, like get yeah. in the habit of working because I've definitely been in the situation where I'd come home from my day job and then sit you know maybe say hi to the family or whatever and then sit back down at the computer and work until time to go to sleep and yeah I was enjoying what I was doing but then you, you've got to take a break you also got to enjoy what your work is bringing to you so take some time to spend that money or you know take a vacation or do something else It'll all help you. Yeah. I want that one thing I would say when I was just to, you know, wrap up what I was saying before about the, you know, targeting the habit or whatever. I'd say like when you want you know, when everybody wants to improve their habits and everything, but I would say before you come out with this grand scheme of what you're gonna do, your, you know, sixty day plan to change this habit or whatever, take some time to actually, you know, Sit down, identify your habits, and then take some time to actually think about why, you know, <laughs> where they're coming from before you make your six, you sign up for your 100 day push up challenge or whatever, you know, like figure out why you need to do that, why you want to do this, and why this habit isn't mm-hmm. good for you. Or what, you know, what you're craving in life that made you form this habit. Yeah, yeah I've so. definitely seen people just switch addictions. Yeah, and that doesn't, you know, that's not good. I mean, you're just going to replace one for another, and then you still have that same problem. You haven't addressed, like, what really, you know. I mean, because there are things that you can be addicted to, or at least, you know, replace one thing with a positive thing that, I mean, you know, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, let's go back to saying all things in moderation, including moderation. Because you could be explosively fat. Yeah. And then you switch to being all fitness, and then you're all roided out, and you're not really that much better. <laughs> explosively? <laughs> yeah, explosively fat is basically when you're explosively fat. I can't think of another way to describe it. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, but that's all right. I mean, because like, it, it, it's one of those things you could easily look at. It's like, well, yeah, but they're, you know, they're healthy now. It's like, well, you know, they may look healthy, but I don't know what's going on in their mind, yeah. you know? I'm not saying they should start working out, but you know, why are they yeah. doing that? Why are you know, they what's driving the them all the time? <laughs> yeah, because it's an, it's still an addiction. I mean, is this a f- negatively affecting the rest of their life? Yeah. I mean, because forming forming a habit, 
can definitely positively impact you, but you know it. It all depends. Like old folks pissing. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> got our Kanye reference in, and uh, I think that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Thanks everyone for tuning in again. Um, we're gonna try and form the habit of uh, coming out with episodes on a predictable schedule. Um, <laughs> hope everyone enjoyed. Why Thanksgiving have we not done that? <laughs> and the holidays and everything. Uh, we we are currently having a sale on shirts and everything on our Threadless shop. So if you go to alienmuffin.threadless.com, we have shirts and hoodies and all kinds of you know stuff you can buy, make great Christmas gifts, and they're on sale, so you can save some money. And I think also they're having free shipping right now if you spend over $45. There's no code or anything needed, I don't think. So definitely check that out. Uh, tune in again whenever we launch our next episode. <laughs> We're going to change that. We're going to address why we don't do it. I think I know why we don't do it consistently, but we're going to address why we don't do it consistently. Yeah. We need to break that um, habit. Yeah. I'm breaking the habit. All right. I cheated on. Oh, right. that's... <laughs> wow. I have that CD somewhere. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> crap. I can't even say R.I.P. because I forgot his name. What was his name? Chester? I don't know. I never used the guy with the weird voice from that one group. Yeah, the, the yeah. screamer from Lincoln Park. I forgot his name. That's pretty bad, but R.I.P. Um, to him. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on social media at Alien Muffin, uh, SoundCloud, uh, IC Pixels, uh, iTunes, TuneIn, everywhere else. Um, tell a friend about the podcast. Listen to the old episodes, and have a great week. All right.